finding those those fundamental blessings, those small um, daily blessings that you have, like you know, to wake up in a house that's warm, um, mm-hmm. to have a roof over your head. To, I mean, yeah. to be able to have you know a, a meal, um, you know, to be able to go for a bike ride, to be able to um, you know identify those things that are um, seemingly small, but they, they add up. That's Will Rothermel for three. And this is the Sugar Bench Adventure Podcast. Yes, Will Rothermel this week. It's hard to put into words how happy I am to have Will on and um, just honored to get a chance to talk to him. We woke up before the sun, and uh, it felt like we were talking for about five minutes. So I want to connect you with Will's uh, current fundraising challenge that he's doing for cancer research right now. So go ahead and Google uh, Great Cycle Challenge. Type in Will, W-I-L-L, and then Rothermel, R-O-T-H-E-R-M-E-L. Check out his rides. um, Support him if you want to. I certainly really enjoyed this conversation. Will is uh, really a brother to me, and um, I love him along with my other St. Mike's brothers, uh, Charlie, Brian, Jared, D. You guys are out there. Hope you're listening. (laughs) At least we'll get a couple listens. But no, all kidding aside, man, just super, super to connect with Will. Sending lots of love to everybody out there. Um, All right. Hope you enjoy the show. All right, folks, welcome to the pod. Uh, Will Rothermel is our guest this week. He's going to help the pod roll on. Will Rothermel, just for a little background for, um, for some that don't know, Will, um, he's the current Associate Director of Athletics at Ithaca College. He joined there in 2015. Prior to that, Will served as an Assistant Director of Athletics at VCU. Um, before he went there, he was at Merrimack College. Um, at Merrimack College, he continued to, to grow their, their athletic program. I met Will way back at St. Michael's College, where he was a 2006 graduate. He's an incredible human being, father, um, friend, leader, and I'm honored to call him a friend. And um, Will, thanks for being on today, bud. No, this is great, Andy. Good to see you and uh, good to be with you. Yeah, this is this is um, uh, a first for me in that this is the first time I've used Zoom for um, for our pod, which is really cool. It's cool to see you, and this is the first time I've done um, had a, recorded a conversation like this prior to six a.m. So <laughs> I, I'm honored to be in that uh, in that class. So we are <laughs> we're we're breaking you know the the norm here with that. Um, I kind of want to as I was thinking about this over the last couple of days. I realized that I was probably going to have to jump around chronologically because I do want to hear about a lot of different chapters and, and, and you've had your hand in a lot of different areas. Um, but I do want to, to jump to the most current thing that's going on right now in, in your work with the Great Cycling Challenge. And I just want to preface that with the fact that um, I was introduced to the Great Cycling Challenge through you and I got an email and it was basically, it had challenge in it. So I was like, yeah, this sounds awesome. Can you talk about the great cycling challenge and, and maybe how you got involved in that? And then I think it'll be cool to talk about maybe what, 
led up to that and, and what allowed you to, to do something like that? Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a great cause that I'm happy to be associated with and be able to raise money for the children's cancer research fund, uh, which is, you know, close to me uh, as it relates to my sister having leukemia as a child um, and being right. a survivor and, you know, today being uh, an amazing big sister uh, who's, you know, 39th birthday. We just celebrated with her on Monday. Um, Go Robin. So yeah, Robin who lives up in Syracuse is, um, you know, uh, certainly a motivation behind this, but I just felt like this was a great opportunity given the the current environment of, you know, working from home, um, you know, my deeper love for cycling, uh, and certainly the cause uh, of raising money for, uh, children's cancer research. So, you know, I, I honestly, I, I found out about it through Instagram and, yes. you know, they, the organization is really well run. So I thought, um, you know, this is, this is a great opportunity. And I thought of you, uh, right after that, that was my second thought. Like, oh, this would be great if we could both get into this um, yeah. and get behind it. But it's it's been cool. It's a for people who don't know, it's a it's a month long challenge uh, over the month of September. Uh, you know, you set a goal for fundraising, you set a goal for number of miles ridden, um, and you you know tap into your network to 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 raise those funds. But right now, um, you know, about two hundred miles through the four hundred miles. Um, yeah. so on pace to to get there but there's there's still a ways to go and as you know it gets harder and harder with uh less and less daylight yeah definitely so it, it's really interesting for me to think about you with this challenge because i feel like there there's this is a perfect challenge for you um on the ithaca website it 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 shows that you have been able to harness your ability your relationships with people to a do great things as a leader, but also raise money. Um, at at VCU, I think that they claim that your corporate portfolio is at two point three million dollars when you left, something like that. And thus far, you've you've raised over three thousand four hundred dollars for um, children's cancer research. So I I just feel like that for me was a really cool insight to see how you can harness your ability to work with big groups of people for something that's really, really good. So how did you do that with the great cycling challenge? I mean, you, I, I love it when I saw the picture of you on, on Times Square, you know, in your Jersey, cause you're like the top, one of the top 10 fundraisers in, in New York state, you know, how's that? Happen? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'd love to credit my marketing background for that ability, <laughs> but um, I think honestly tapping into my natural market of, you know, my, my parents, Dan and Hannah, um, yeah. they, they got behind this too. And, you know, mm -hmm. shared this with, with all of their friends and, you know, it was amazing. The outpouring of support, um, from those, those people, um, you know, using social media platforms, obviously in this day and age is a, a great way to get in touch with people. Um, and I, you know, it, it's, there's no shameless self-promotion in this because mm. it's such a good cause and so easy to get behind. Um, yeah. not to say that, you know, fundraising for an athletic department or, you know, selling tickets or marketing for athletics is, is not a worthy cause. Um, yeah. this is just something that's very near and dear to me, um, coupled with the fact that it's, you know, uh, a really cool physical challenge. Yeah. Too. Yeah. We're going to get into that. Um, 
so with regard to um, people that may be interested in, in your challenge or checking out how you're doing, is there a way for, for them to, to connect with you or to, to donate to your cause? Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Um, it's thegreatcyclechallenge.com. And you can either just search for me uh, as, as a rider or you can, I think it's backslash riders, backslash Will Rothermel. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, it's a really, really neat organization to track the dashboards of, you know, my progress. And, you know, you can see the recent rides, as you know, so it's, it's a place I can post some updates to. So, um, yeah, I encourage people to check it out. That's great. My, um, my nephew, Michael had ocular cancer and he's, he's been battling that and he's, he's doing well now, but, um, man, once I saw that, I was like, yeah, you know, and, and I want to get, get into this a little bit later on, um, once we get a little background going, but, um, there's a real gratitude piece, you know, when, when you start to, to, um, do things for people that maybe don't have as good of fortune as you do. So I think that's a really big component for me. And, um, but anyways, we're going to, we're going to get into that. You mentioned Dan and Hannah, two people that I, I can honestly say that I love. Um, they, they've helped me more than they know in the sense that um, in terms of living a life of purpose and living a life of, of just gratitude and love. And I wanted to dig into what the chapters of your life kind of look like. And, and I obviously know that it starts with them. We don't need to go into maybe every chapter, but maybe the big ones. So obviously the first one is that you're, you're born, you're born to these wonderful parents. Um, what happened after that? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things. A couple of things between yeah. then and now, but no, I, I, I think uh, the way I was raised and just the feeling of support and love, no matter what I have done uh, is, you know, has been um, the foundation of everything I've been able to do. Um, I think their love for one another uh, is, you know, a prime example of, of what um, a loving environment can create in terms of kids. And I, and I think, you know, they obviously had their challenges and I can't imagine what it must've been like for them to have a, a four-year-old who my sister, Robin, who, you know, had to go up to Portland uh, every week or, you know, however often it was to, to get treatment and see her enduring that, uh, that pain um, all the while trying to raise what I can't imagine uh, <laughs> was a, was a two-year-old like myself. Um, if I, you know, our son Brooks is any indication, I was pretty, um, energetic. So, yeah. you know, I, I think that's, that was kind of the, the foundation is, you know, that, that environment of love and support, because no matter, you know, what I've done or what I've decided to do, they've been behind me, um, in whatever I've done. And, you know, I think that has helped me create, uh, more of an open mind. Um, I think that's helped me in my relationships, um, you know, I think it's, it drew me to St. Michael's and drew me to the friends that I met mm -hmm. at St. Michael's. Um, you know, it's, I, I think it's no, no mistake that, that that all happened. Um, and I think Dan and Hannah have a huge, huge role that they played in that. And, you know, it's great to hear that, you know, they've obviously had influence on you and, you know, I think they've had influence on a lot of folks. Um, and, you know, I, I feel so fortunate that, 
you know, I can call my, my parents. Yeah. Um, so that, so chapter one is, is, um, an environment that obviously has, you know, there's adversity there. It's not this perfect setup. Um, but you have a, a mom and dad that are supportive. Where do you kick on after that? What's, what, what's that look like, you know, for you in terms of, so chapter one, main, where, where do you, where do you go and, and how, how does that look for, for your next step after that? Yeah. Um, I mean, if, you know, after Maine going to Vermont, um, right. it's kind of a big jump forward to chapter two, but if we're kind of zooming yeah, out, yeah, um, you, yeah. um, you know, that, that was really a transformative time in my life. And, you know, I think the more I reflect on it, um, you know, the more I realize how little I knew at that time. And, you know, I feel like every year that you grow, you realize how little you knew um, the year before. Um, but the, that I think, you know, was more than anything was meeting the people that I still connect right. with. And that's, you know, that's you, that's Jared, Charlie, Dion, Brian, um, Chris Kenny, um, who's the athletic director there. You know, I think it's, it's all about people. Um, and I, and I think that was really a transformative time for me and, you know, certainly some, some challenges. And, and mm-hmm. I think, you know, that so many of us who are in athletics tie so much of our identity to our athletic success or our athletic um, participation. And I yeah. think that was one thing that I really struggled with, um, you know, is how to, how to separate that because, you know, you're, you're obviously so much more uh, than, than your athletics identity. Mm-hmm. Although when you're a, you know, a 17 year old boy, that's, that's all you think you are. Um, it's, you know, I'm a basketball player, I'm a soccer player. Um, all right. So I, I think, you know, those are some of the things you, that help you learn and help you grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some of the things that I, you know, was grappling with um, in college, but I think at the end of the day, it, it made me a better person because of the the people I, I met and the people I interacted with at St. Michael's. And I feel like your, your bravery has always been on display too. And in, in, in terms of your ability to jump into things full throttle, your, um, not only do you have a drive, but you have a real ability too. Um, just like, um, you can call it a God given ability or, or just a natural ability. Right. I mean, uh, and so I think that was, that was cool for me to see too, like just someone that could a, you know, do the work and then B have the, um, you know, just ability to do it too. So I, I think that's, that's interesting for me, but the bravery piece for me is how you took that and decided to go get your master's at, at, um, at old dominion. And that probably wasn't necessarily in your comfort zone or wheelhouse at the moment. So what was that like in terms of just picking up and, and going to ODU? Yeah, that was certainly out of my comfort zone. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia, in case anybody knows, is very much yeah. different than York, Maine and Colchester, Vermont. Um, yeah. You know, I, there was some comfort in the sense that my sister Molly lived in Northern Virginia. So she was two or three hours away. Um, but you know, that, that was kind of the intent is, is to throw myself into an environment that it wasn't necessarily a comfort zone. Right. Um, you know, I, I had been looking at UMass Amherst or Springfield college, you know, as, as kind of regional sport management master's programs, but 
going to ODU was a totally different environment, um, more diversity, um, more of a metropolitan area, um, mm-hmm. you know, just a different part of the country um, and just a different way of thinking. So that was, that was kind of the intent in addition to getting an education uh, was to, you know, get that diverse experience and experience something totally different from what I had been used to. Right. Right on. And so your, your more recent chapter started in, in 2015 at, at Ithaca college and at Ithaca, that's where you were able to, to kind of grow your family. Um, I know one of the smartest decisions I ever made um, was to say hi to my now wife, Sarah, and I get the sense that your life really started to take off um, once you, you met your wife and started your family. It seems like um, every year there's something new. And so what has this most recent chapter been like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been surreal. Yeah. Um, you know, having, having three young kids under the age of three, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a circus sometimes, but yeah. there's no other circus I'd rather be in. Right. Uh, and, you know, Somehow um, you find the energy, um, you know, even when you have the sleepless nights, when you have the Mm -hmm. toddlers that are disagreeing with every single thing you say, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, but it, it all comes back to, you know, Laurel and, you know, the amazing wife and mother that she is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think she's the, she's the glue that holds us all together. And, you know, I, I feel so, so fortunate to have, have, uh, you know, crossed paths with her and, you know, I, I don't know if your listeners know, but we met on match.com when we were both in, uh, Shout Boston and this was, this was, <laughs> this was not, before, they, like, they don't sponsor the show though. Well, <laughs> they don't, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, but I mean, this was really before online dating was right. that, you know, in app form, um, mm-hmm. this was 2000, gosh, is that 13? Uh, maybe I, I'm probably butchering that, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, like, it, it was amazing. We, we went on one date, um, yeah. with like, we didn't meet, meet with anybody else, um, from the, the website or so she tells me, uh, and then, you know, the rest of history, we, you know, a few short months later, she moved with me to Virginia mm. and I was like, okay, this, this could be going somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then she, you know, followed me again when I got a job at Ithaca College. Um, so, you know, really, I, I couldn't do it without her. Um, this, you know, I think, like you said, the smartest thing I ever did was, you know, um, go down that road with her. And, and now yeah. we're fortunate to have a, a beautiful family and, you know, just be on this crazy ride. Yeah. And I, and I think for me, um, and, and just hearing what you're saying, too, is like, recognizing that is the big difference in me before um i I struggled to um to recognize and appreciate all the things that i was that were were great in my life but um more recently with kids and with the family you start to 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 look around and, and see how it could be totally different and that gives me a ton of energy and as i look at your journey too like um your most recent labor day ride um, and I want to break that ride down a little bit because I'm just fascinated in it. But like, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that enable you to do something like that. And when I get to do something like that, like I, I know it's indulgent. Like I know that it's this, it, it's, it's a, it's a 37 year old man riding his bike. You know what I mean? Like at the most basic <laughs> level. 
and people have to help you do that. People have to watch the kids. You've got food. You're, you're leaving early. Um, so what, what was like the lead up to that ride for, for you and, and, and what did it look like? Yeah. I'm, you know, I don't think I, I didn't set out on a training plan or I didn't, you know, this was kind of something that came together. Um, and you know, honestly, in, in following what you do and, you know, what your brother and dad do and that huge ride you guys had to, to Lake Placid, mm -hmm. um, you know, th those are some of the things that inspired me to, to do this century ride. And, you know, I, I hadn't done anything close to this before. Um, so, and I saw it as, you know, a, a neat challenge. When's, when am I going to get a chance to ride a hundred miles again? Right, um, right. And I, you know, I always think to myself, like, you picked a great time to do this when you have two, three month old twins <laughs> and a two year old running around and you're just going to leave the house for three hours for this ride, five and a half hours, six hours. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's through the support of, um, you know, Laurel, you know, we, we don't have family, family nearby. So, yeah. you know, she's, she's man in the fort and you know, it, it's, it's been through, you know, good communication and mm -hmm. making sure I get out there early. Um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's pitch black like it is right now and you, you're out on the road. Um, and it's, you know, it can be a little, um, unnerving sometimes, but ultimately, you know, I, I think the, the physical benefits are, are good overall for my mental health and mm -hmm. for, you know, our family as a whole. Um, I think I can be a better father. I can, think I can be a better husband if I can carve out uh, this time, uh, in my, in my day. And, and what I found too, is that for me, um, or, or it could be anything, you know, and, and, um, it, for some people it's like, um, it could be yoga, it could be kickboxing, it could be, you know, getting on your treadmill. And I think that just looking at it, at that activity as a tool to help improve your, your, you know, uh, mental health, your physical health, your relationships, uh, so that that's the way I look at it as um, something that other people could take from that. It's just really a practice, you know, and, and then some, sometimes you have a, a big day and your big day looks like I, I wrote down the details, uh, 102.9 miles, uh, five hours and 40 minutes. You did it in 18, you did at, did it at 18.5 miles an hour over 5,000 feet of climbing and you started at uh, 4.55 in the morning. The thing that stands out for me with that is that you did it solo and you did it really fast, you know, like 18.5 <laughs> miles an hour. I, I know, I'm sure you took a, a break or two, but you, you basically went all out, you know, with, I, at that elevation, you know, like you, you don't get over those hills without really putting an effort in. It wasn't yeah. this leisurely, like some people think of a century where you just kind of like ride your cruiser bike and you're out there all day. Like you hustled and that's how you approach things. <laughs> that's how you roll, man. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that's sometimes my deficiency is I don't understand how to pace myself. Um, and I'm not exactly in, like built to be an endurance athlete. Um, you know, over 200 pounds. Um, it's not the typical cyclist, but uh, you know, it, it was just, I don't know. I, I didn't, you know, track my mileage too much along the way. I just made right. sure I was going the right way. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, I, I have this difficulty of not hammering. Um, mm -hmm. and I, you know, at, at four, 
ish hours, uh, four and a half hours. Um, you know, I was, I was getting close or I felt like I was getting close to the finish and, you know, I, I thought I had the right nutrition and, you know, I, I hadn't stopped. Um, and then, you know, I would, I was coming up on this gas station kind of out of nowhere. And, you know, I, I thought about this prideful notion of not stopping. Right. And then I thought, what, what is, why do I need to not stop? Um, right. You know, and I, and I just thought at that moment, the enjoyment of the, the ride as a whole would be much better if I stopped for five minutes mm-hmm. and get some, you know, nutrition and, and get back on the road. So, yeah. you know, that, that was, um, I wouldn't say I got to that dark place uh-huh. um, right. that I've gotten to in some, you know, when I've done a half marathon. Um, yeah. I, I think the biking is is special because I, I can't imagine doing any other activity for almost six hours without stopping. Right. Um, I mean, long. driving, I, I've never driven for, I don't think four hours without stopping. <laughs> and, um, so it, it was, it was a lot of the weather was ideal. Um, yeah. You know, I've had a beautiful scenery going along Cuga Lake. Mm-hmm. The west side was just just gorgeous. And then, yeah. you know, I, I kind of looped over to Owasco Lake, which is another beautiful Finger Lake here in central New York. And, you know, I've never been there before. And, you know, I think one of the cool things about biking is you can really get out there and explore and mm-hmm. see different areas that you normally wouldn't at a, at a pace that you normally wouldn't. You know, if you're driving yeah. a car, you're just buzzing by. Um, and if you're, you know, running or walking, you're not, you're not covering a ton of distance. Whereas, you know, biking, you get to soak it all in um, as you go and you get to see a lot of, of the landscape. And uh, just at that time of the day too, it's just, it's my time of day. I just, I love, love being out there as the sun comes up, mm-hmm. um, as it seems you do um, yeah. as well on the bike. So it, it was, it was just a lot of fun and feel it's a great sense of accomplishment. Um, what did you um what was that like because the community kind of got around you like when mm-hmm. i saw the video of you you coming through i'm thinking like in in this time in these covid times where the events are canceled um we don't have like things where you can kind of like you know demonstrate your ability and like be recognized you're rolling into your community and it's like, you know, a tour de France finish. Like <laughs> more got, they have signs, they're cheering for you. Like, what was that like? And, and then on top of that, you know, you, you were pretty seriously injured. Your, your Achilles injury put, set you back, you know, it was a couple of years ago, but I mean, it wasn't so long ago that you were hobbling around, you know, mowing the lawn, you know, next thing you know, you're coming through like a, you know, yellow Jersey. Wear. <laughs> I that wasn't lost on me. I, I really appreciated that video. Whoever did that. No, that was really cool. Our, our neighbor, Dave, who's a, actually Dave. a photographer. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's terrific. And the, honestly, it was, it was a big surprise. I had no mm-hmm. idea. And Laurel had coordinated it. Um, you know, I was initially supposed to ride on Sunday and then I changed to Saturday because of the weather right uh, and everybody else, you know, made it work and showed up and they did, you know, some, chalk messages and signs and oh, it was just really really cool it's just kind of this this warm feeling that uh, rolls over you um despite what your body's feeling um and it, you know it, the end of this ride it was 102.9 miles and i would say the last 2.9 miles were just pretty much straight uphill to get back to our house so to have that at the end um you know it was just just a, a surreal feeling um 
and just just really cool like you said i i hadn't thought about that way about you know events being canceled and not having the ability to to, to do things like this um just the the support from from the the neighborhood was really cool um we, we definitely have a, a special thing going here and you know i i think uh you know the achilles injury is is interesting too and um you know that that helped me kind of regain some focus and you know I, it's probably why I've partially gotten into cycling so much uh, is that it's not a, a violent uh, sport in the way that you cut. Um, you know, it's, you know, you're not, I, I did it playing basketball, making a cut. Right. Um, so it was kind of a, a vigorous movement, whereas cycling is less pounding. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with running. I used to run a lot more, but now, now I've been biking a lot because of that initially. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And, you know, and I think it's been a, it's been a blessing in that sense uh, that I've, I've really gotten into the the biking and felt great doing it. That's cool. How, um, I think the gratitude piece is really important. And and I wanted to come back to that. Uh, When we were kind of discussing this ahead of time, um, I think last week, you made a really cool point to me um, in that any adversity that we put on ourselves through um, our athletic endeavors, um, are never even close to the adversity that that people have to go through. Um, Like my sister-in-law is going through chemotherapy right now um, and, or the treatment that people have to go through when they're really sick. Like, and I thought that that put it really in perspective for me. I choose this adversity when I get out and and, and get to train, but it's really a privilege. Um, How do you wrap your head around that? Is I know that that's how you feel. That's what you said, but I'm interested in, and kind of where that that came from and how you came to realize that yeah i I think it you know all comes back to how i was raised and Mm -hmm. you know i i recall when we would go to the grocery store with my mom and she would say man how lucky are we that we just get to go to the store and get all this food and at the time i was just like yeah we're getting groceries like that's what we do and not knowing what so many people faced with food insecurity and Mm -hmm. you know unstable income or unemployment and that you know that had a profound effect on me that i didn't probably realize until you know a later age but you know just that appreciation of um i guess that's not a small thing having food uh, but appreciation of um your privilege and your position based on, you know, how you were raised, what resources you have, mm-hmm. um, you know, what kind of family and friend support you have, the network. Um, you know, I think that appreciation, that um, gratitude, like you said, I think is is so key to, you know, understanding your um, your situation and, and realizing how, how lucky you are, um, you know, to be in a position to to be I mean to be able to go out on a bike ride and and challenge yourself that way and you know no matter how physically demanding it might seem and how dark it might get when you're dehydrated or exhausted um you know especially in a challenge like this with the the biking challenge is you know you think about you know chemotherapy and treatments that kids with cancer are 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 dealing with and you know mm-hmm. and the long-term effects that it has on them that you know I've been fortunate enough not, not to have to personally endure. Um, 
but it it really just puts things into perspective um, when you're doing a specific challenge like this. Um, but I think that's you know some of the beauty of of sport and especially you know an individual sport like like cycling is. Um, you know, it's not it's not a team sport like basketball or soccer. It's it's just you. Uh, a lot of times you're just out there with your thoughts, and you know you can you can talk yourself um, into some pretty um, dire situations, but, um, I think, you know, having that perspective is the, is the key. And I think it stems from that feeling of, uh, appreciation that my, my parents instilled in me. Right on. Let's jump into the lightning, lightning round. If I had a producer right now, I'd I'd ask them to insert, um, (laughs) lightning sound effects, but I don't. So we're just going to (laughs) roll. Um, So what are some material things in your life that are indispensable? I think often in this, this pod, I, I lean toward like uh, gratitude, challenging yourself, pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. But in the end, there are some just cool things that are just things that, that are, are fun. Do you have anything like that? It's a, it's a really, really good question. I mean, the natural is, you know, my bike. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but I would, you know, I think, I think my, landscaping tools mm-hmm. you know to be able to you know have those tools to do projects um, around the house is you know probably you know my other zen yeah is, right you know, doing landscaping right on do you have a good book or a quote that speaks to your um the kind of the journey that you're on you know i i uh since you spoke with my dad on this podcast uh-huh. uh and and talked more about ryan holiday Mm-hmm. Um, I really dove into him. Um, and I, you know, stillness is the key. Uh, certainly one of my, my favorites, um, the, uh, daily stoic, which is, it's another book that he's put together. I, you know, yeah. any one of Ryan's his books great. really. Yeah. Ryan's great. Um, so this one's fun for me because when I hit a song that I get pumped up to, I sometimes think like, well, I wonder what Will's listening to right now. Do you, do you have any music that you've um, dialed into that's helped out, get you pumped up? Yeah, I have gotten into instrumental, um, you know, some piano and violin, actually. Uh, so nice. It's like a new age uh, type of music. Uh, Jennifer Thomas radio. Oh, yeah. Essentially the Pandora that I do. That's cool. Um, so it's kind of nice not to have the the words sometimes yeah. and you can really just focus and zone out. But what do you listen to Andy? Yeah. Um, so for me, there, there's this band called um, Idols. They're from the UK. And, and I always, for me, when I'm on the trainer, like I can see my Watts. And when, when Idols come on, it's the Idols. So I D L E S. And when the idols come on, um, my watts go up and it feels easier. So like I'm doing more work and I feel better. So, but I think there's actually studies around that in terms of like your perceived rate of exertion uh, during hard stuff. But so anyways, yeah. Um, check that out. Yeah, check it out. But I think back to your point with the piano and instrumental stuff, I think that really ties into to a lot of Ryan's work in, in terms of, Stillness is the key it is really rooted around um, kind of going within yourself and trying to control what you can control and not letting so many external things outside your control 
impact you. So like that calmness and stillness is, is really important. Yeah. And he, he talks about, you know, long distance cycling as one of those things that, you know, can, you know, bring stillness um, yeah, because right. of the nature of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, not, not introducing the lyrics um, mm-hmm. sometimes helps that, that clarity um, of thinking. And as we uh, worked from home over the summer too, with the kids running around, there were times where I would just have to put my headphones in and turn on. Um, I listened to quiet quest. It's kind of like instrumental yeah. stuff. And I had to just, just shut out, you know, cause I couldn't be a dad and be an employee at the same time. And so that really helps. What, what's the best thing you've ever eaten? Oh, man. <laughs> Half that gas stations, uh, snacks. I would, yeah, that, that nut mix <laughs> that I had. Holy cow. Um, no, I mean, as of March, my wife and I have really gotten into more plant-based Mm-hmm. diets uh and you know we you know i've got such an appreciation now for a mushroom veggie burger with mm-hmm. avocado and egg whites on this nice you know marathon bread toast from wegmans wow um, yeah it's just just a great combination um yeah it, as of I'm, I'm honestly whatever laurel cooks is, is amazing yeah, too so great. i um, but those, those egg and veggie burger sandwiches are pretty, pretty legit. Yeah. So my, um, I'm interested in, in, in your, that transition, because for me, it's been, um, it's been a cool journey, but I think there's a lot of, um, emotion around food, you know, like for example, um, when we were on vacation with, um, with Sarah's family to a certain extent, there's often people that worry about me when I, when I eat plant-based and, and um, the only meat that I eat is the meat that we raise here. So, but there's people that worry about me, right? Like say I'm having like um, uh, black beans with like quinoa and a kale salad or something like that. And I'm trying to power up for, for a ride mm-hmm. the next morning. There, there are people that are like, well, when are you going to eat the real meal? You know, and it's been a revelation <laughs> for me to, to feel as well as I've felt over the last couple of years and to perform as well as I performed, um, on, you know, on plants for the most part. So I don't know what your experience has been, but do people worry about you that way? You know, I, I kind of initially worried about myself. Like how was I, how was I going to get full? Like, cause I, you know, I, I tried this in college. I tried going vegetarian for a Did like, you really? Like I didn't know that. Okay. Um, and it was, it was, silly because at the time there just wasn't the options available in our dining hall to to do that especially mm-hmm. in season um but you know i, I think it, it's it's been remarkable how good i've felt um during this time um you know and, and i think you know we watched we did some research on plant-based diets and mm-hmm. you know what you're what you're not getting by not having red meat um and it's mm-hmm. that heme iron um but i you know i I feel like i've been able to fill in the gaps and you know have sustained energy actually more energy feel less lethargic um by not having having meat um and and i think just the environmental aspects too of you know what 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 goes into raising a chicken uh, or a cow how much water is used Mm -hmm. to create just one cheeseburger you know yeah, hamburger. Right i mean on, it's 
it's amazing um, the ripple effects, not just the, the, the physiological impact on you and what you're consuming and what it does to your bloodstream and everything, mm -hmm. uh, but just the, the different tentacles that it has in terms of uh, effects on, on our ecosystem. So mm -hmm. I, I think those are contributing factors, but you know, I'm sticking with it because I have that sustained energy. I feel like I'm in better shape than I've been in years. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think, you know, having someone to do it with too um, is, is certainly helpful. Um, yeah. But it, yeah, I, I know I, I haven't gotten any, um, no one's worried about you. Too, no, not too concerned. But um, you know, for, I, I think it, it. Go ahead. For for me, uh, sorry to interrupt. For me, um, I I was kind of like, well, rich ritual really inspired me, and um, my sister, she's a physician's assistant, had some really cool takes on it. And then when I heard Alex Honnold um, in an interview, he's um, for people that don't know him, he's a famous uh, rock climber, and someone I I really think is just super because he follows his passion but he, he the way he explained it um was so you're telling me that i can you know have as much energy feel strong be healthy um feed my butt gut, uh, my my butt my gut biome um and, and then i can be more compassionate to other living beings more ethically ethically focused um and i can potentially help the environment and so like if you really do think about it and you get out of your own way and, and, and stop saying like, well, this is the food that I've always eaten. This is the food that I deserve. Um, this is not a meal unless I do that. If you get out of the way, you can kind of, you know, wrap your head around it and say, well, this probably is something I should introduce. Even if it's like a meal or two a week for someone that can't wrap their head around going all the way. It does make sense. Yeah, and I would say we're kind of in a 90, 10 boat where, mm -hmm. you know, we'll still have meat. Um, yeah, right. you know, from time to time, we're not going to be, you know, uh, snobbish about it. Um, right. one of the things that I'm reminded of is that gladiators, they were vegetarians. Right. Like, and I, and I think about, you know, athletes and, you know, human performance, like you need to be in pretty good shape to be a gladiator. And if they could survive and thrive off, you know, vegetables and not eating meat, that's, that's a pretty good case for, you know, it being able to support you physiologically. So um, I forget where I had, had read that, but there was also a, you know, Game Changers is a, is a Netflix special that we watched about, oh, yeah, you know, high performance good. athletes. And it was, it was based on like the recovery aspect. Like, what do I need to do to, to recover from an injury or recover mm -hmm. from uh, workouts? And, you know, what, what they showed in terms of what it does to your, your blood um, your ability to process, um, it, it was just really, really cool. And obviously motivated us to, to try it out and kind of was that last nudge we needed. Yeah. I, I love your perspective on that in the sense that it's not a purity test. It's not you're, you're doing it right. Or are you doing it wrong? It's just, it goes back to your own personal journey that you're on, you know, um, like, like for me, you talked about getting up in the morning has helped you and me becoming a morning person because I'm not tip. I, I didn't grow up as a morning person. I actually made that decision to that. If I want to do fun things in my life, I need to do it in a way that's not so selfish to, to our family and not in the middle of the day. Like I need to get up when it's dark. If I want to do some stuff um, for me and that has helped me so much. And, and what I've done is I've, I've kind of reverse engineered that I've said, 
okay, if I want to be a morning person, I have to do this, 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 I have to make sure I get, you know, close to eight hours sleep. Um, I got to stop pounding beers before I go to sleep. I have to make sure that my partner, um, is aware of my schedule. So I'm not ticking her off, you know, and I have to make sure that I'm, I'm going above and beyond to help out when I'm back and before I leave. So that, that's just a way that like, you can say, what do you want? Let's make it happen. You know? And, and I feel like, um, you've used like getting up early as a way to, to get some stuff done too. Yeah, that, that has been a, a big part of it. And, it. and I think it forces you to make better decisions uh, the night before, the day before, knowing that you have to get up at, or you want to get up at 4.30 and feel yeah. okay. Um, yeah, right. I, I think it, it, it has a, a positive ripple effect uh, in terms of your decision making. So, you know, I want to make sure I'm eating well, hydrating, not drinking too much alcohol. Sure. Um, all those things, getting to bed at a good time. Um, and I think it sets you up just so well for the day to, to get up, get focused, get a workout, you know, whatever you do, journal, meditate, um, you know, drink coffee. It, it just, I think prepares you for being a better dad, being a better employee, being a better person. Yeah, I dig it. So the last one of the lightning round, bud. Um, I know we're getting close on time here. I'm, I'm surprised the kids haven't rolled into either one of our, <laughs> our rooms here. So um, who, who is someone that has really inspired you and why? You know, um, Natch, there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my sister Robin uh, is yeah. an inspiration, as you know, I've talked about, and I think it's pretty evident why, um, you know, not to, um, you know, pander too much, but I would, you know, say you, Andy, uh, I think, you know, how you, how you live your life, um, is, is really cool and inspirational. Um, and I, and I think it, you know, goes hand in hand with our St. Mike's roommates. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think the way you guys are all, uh, fathers and friends, um, and brothers, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's the brothers I never had growing up. So, right. you know, that, that inspires me to, to be a better person. Um, but I think, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have, have a lot of people that, that inspire me and in what they do. And, you know, it's especially when, you know, I see a Strava ride that Andy puts on there, uh, <laughs> on the, on the feed. That's, that's inspiration for me to get out there again. Yeah. Right on, man. I appreciate that. And, and to, to counter that too, um, and, and obviously that's, the, you know, the reason why I have you on today is because it's impossible not to be inspired by um, just the approach that you take, um, your ability to grow, um, and, and just the very fact that, um, you know, just being brave, I think that's the biggest thing. One thing I wanted to hit before we wrap up is as a school counselor, um, I've been working for two days in schools. I'll go back actually. Uh, so three, three days with, with students yesterday, today will be the fourth. There's some kids that are kind of like bummed out and, and down their high school experience looks totally different from what you probably would have recognized and, and what I recognize what as someone who's been able to kind of manifest that positivity and um, in that just a great attitude what would, what would you say to them? And, and, and as I was thinking about that question for you, I, I ran across some cool John Wooden quotes and 
he said, um, if we magnified blessings as much as we magnified disappointments, we would be much happier. And, and my wish for, for these students is, and, and I'm trying to manifest this, but is ho- hopefully I can help them magnify their, their blessings, you know, and, but I'm interested in, in your thought on that. Yeah, that's, that's a great, great thought. And, you know, I, you know, I just commend you on the work that you do, not just, uh, as a, as a profession, but I think I can't imagine the profound impact you have on the students. Um, so I think they're super lucky to have you. Thanks, man. Um, you know, I, I think optimism, uh, and hope are, are powerful. Um, I think you have to have, you know, a reality mixed in there, but, um, I, I don't think we focus enough on, on the positive. Um, and, you know, certainly there's, there's a lot of negative out there that you, yeah. you can focus on. And that's, that's generally what's, you know, in the news, that's generally what's making headlines. So, you know, I, I think finding those, those fundamental blessings, those small um, daily blessings that you have, like, you know, to wake up in a house that's warm, um, mm-hmm. to have a roof over your head. To, I mean, yeah. to be able to have, you know, a, a meal, um, you know, to be able to go for a bike ride, to be able to, um, you know, identify those things that are, um, you know, seemingly small, but they, they add up. Uh, and, you know, you're no doubt going to have challenges. Um, but you know, if we're, if we're talking about the current environment where events are being canceled and you're not able to socially gavel, gather, that's, you know, that can be crippling for a high school, middle eight, middle school student, um, especially when they're, you know, stuck at home with their parents. Um, you know, I, I feel like this time has been uh, a blessing in the sense that I get to spend time with family, um, you know, see the girls grow from a really young age. Um, you know, it kind of reset, um, you know, I, I acknowledge that we're in a very fortunate position, Mm -hmm. um, that we're in and, and a lot of people don't have the, you know, the, that luxury. And, you know, we, we would be pretty locked down anyways with, with little kids, um, during this time. But, um, I, I think it, it also harkens back to Ryan Holiday's book, uh, the obstacle is the way, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, seeing, seeing challenges as, as part of the process and part of what helps you grow what helps you learn. Um, I mean, these, I think some of these kids that are going through this process right now and doing the remote learning are going to be resilient. Um, I think they're going to be, um, able to handle curveballs uh, that are thrown at them that, you know, maybe we didn't, we weren't equipped to handle coming out of high school. Um, and I think that, that can be some of the, the benefit from, you know, these unprecedented times, uh, enforcing, us to adapt how we do things and not be able to to get that energy from social interaction Mm -hmm. right on man and what i appreciate from that too will is like you 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 hit the the nail on the head in terms of not only do we need to to reflect on things um and, and and appreciate stuff but we actually need to do and i think that's what's important for students right now they're not stuck in this you know 24 hour reflection zone they're they're actually doing things. And I think that there's momentum with that. And, um, 
and, and that's important for me too, you know, like not just to sit and dwell on things, but actually get out there and, and try to improve it and make it better. So I hope, hope today's going to be a good day. It's a Friday at school, so we'll be there in no time. Before we wrap up, bud, do you have any, re any recommendations, just like favorite things that are in, you know, that you've come across that um, could be a good hike. It could be a piece of gear. could be a movie. Um, yeah. It's a good one. Um, Try to steal, you know, I, steal I, cool I, things from people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think the, the daily stoic podcast is actually something I've been oh, listening cool. to on my rides. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of a nice, nice way to get a dose of, you know, knowledge uh, and wisdom in the morning. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, we're not big movie watchers, but you know, we, uh, yeah, in Ithaca, I think there's there's some great lakes to explore. There's some gorges. Uh, if you're ever in central New York, you know, Buttermilk Falls. Nice. Uh, Robert Treeman State Park. Um, yeah, I think we, we like to get outdoors a lot. So that's that's what I would suggest. That's cool. So um, I want to just send a special thanks to you, obviously. Um, Laurel Brooks, Charlotte the crew hopefully they're doing well and um i just want to to just add a final note that like when i set out on this journey to kind of like reach out to people um i never thought that i'd be sitting down for you know an almost an hour conversation with you in the morning but I did, i'm just so thankful um that i have the framework from people like you and to be inspired to do things that i'm not comfortable with but in the end i'll probably look back at it and say like i'm glad i did that and i'm glad i had john today man yeah, this is so cool. And I, you know, I, I just think, think this whole podcast and, you know, your, your whole, um, you know, whole, whatever you want to call it, um, is, is just so cool. And, and I love following it. Um, you know, um, uh, proud of you as, as a, as a friend and proud to call you my friend. Um, so thanks for, thanks for doing this, man. Right on, man. All right. Have a good morning. Have a good day. See you soon, buddy. Thanks brother. All right. See ya.